2: We are live here at Petco Park as the Padres drop their series opener to the LA Dodgers. The final score: the Dodgers 10 and the Padres 5. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as the Padres drop back to two games below 500 at 54 and 56. Dodgers improve to 63 and 45. A lot to do on our post-game coverage from downtown San Diego. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Also have all the radio highlights for you. Many of our nightly awards take your phone calls, out of town scoreboard, and much, much more to come. A very disappointing loss for the Padres who had a 3-1 lead heading into the seventh inning a 3-2 lead heading into the eighth inning and things simply unraveled from there once you Darvish came out of this game Darvish was excellent here tonight seven innings two earned runs given up on just five hits very efficient as well 82 pitches but then Robert Suarez came in for the eighth inning and things simply unraveled the Padres were one strike away in that 8th inning from leaving that inning with a 3 to 2 lead instead it was 7 to 3 by the time the top of the 8th inning was over Dodgers scoring one in the 7th inning to make it 3 to 2 Five in the eighth inning, and then three in the ninth inning. Padres getting one in the bottom half of the eighth inning, one in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Not nearly enough. So a very, very tough day for Robert Suarez and uh, a a number of different guys in the Padres' bullpen. We'll dive into all of that, what happened in that eighth inning. And the Dodgers, to their credit, putting the ball in play and finding ways to score runs in that eighth inning. Great situational hitting uh, in that inning as well. And then you look at the offense here tonight. Three for 16 with runners in scoring position. Many of those opportunities in the first seven innings. Padres only scored three runs by the time that top of the eighth inning rolled around. And I think you could argue it should have been a lot more than that uh, by the time we got to that point in the game. So it did put a lot of pressure on the bullpen although the Padres let's be honest had it set up the way they would have wanted you Darvish seven innings two earned runs given up you had Robert Suarez ready for the eighth inning in that scenario you're looking at Suarez for the eighth and Hader in the ninth inning and Suarez almost got out of it with the Padres still in front but then uh, of course the game tying RBI double by Peralta Suarez ends up walking in Uh, The go-ahead run after an intentional walk. We'll dive into that, and then things just simply unraveled from there. Tom Cosgrove then walking in another runner. And, uh, again, the Dodgers scoring five runs in the eighth inning. But a very, very winnable game here tonight for the Padres and the kind of game moving forward they just cannot afford to lose. And, hey, if you give the Dodgers opportunity, this team is good. They're in first place in the NL West. They will walk through that door if you give them opportunity, and they certainly did that in this game here today. A lot of different elements to break down from those last couple of innings. We'll dive into all of it when we come back, radio highlights, and we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin as the Padres drop this series opener to the Dodgers 10-5. to Our postgame show continues from Petco Park after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Dodgers 10, Padres 5 in this series opener here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park in downtown San Diego as the Padres drop the opener of this four-game set. Disappointing loss for the Padres, no doubt about it. They had a 3-1 lead heading into the seventh inning. Dodgers got a run to make it 3-2. The Padres were one strike away in the top of the 8th inning from getting out of that inning with a 3 to 2 lead but instead L.A. scores five in the eighth inning. They score three more in the ninth inning. Padres able to get two runs in both the, uh, or I should say two runs combined, one in the eighth and one in the ninth inning, not nearly enough, as the Dodgers quite simply stole a game here today from the Padres and a uh, very, very tough evening for the Padres' bullpen. So we'll dive into all of that. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that right now. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev S A. M-M-Y-L-E-V, Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game, what you thought about what transpired in that eighth inning, and we will dive into it all. Again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a few minutes. First, let's break this one down.
1: Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes.
2: Padre starting pitcher, Hugh Darvish, worked around a leadoff single in the first inning. Bobby Miller, the Dodger starter, did the same in the bottom half, but he got big-time help from James Outman in center, who stole a home run from Fernando Tatis Jr. in that first inning. So a scoreless first inning, we went to the second. Darvish got the
3: first two outs of the second, but then James Altman dug in. One two from Darvish, Hugh delivers, and Altman swings, hits it in the air to deep right. Colgi can play this one a no-doubter deep into the lower level down the right field line. Home run number 13 for James Outman, and the Dodgers strike first. It's 1-0 here in the second inning.
2: So, a 1 0 lead for LA. Padres put runners on second and third with nobody out in the bottom of the second. They did not score. They got a leadoff single from Hassan Kim in the bottom of the third. He stole second, but again, Padres did not score. We went bottom four. Padres still trailing 1 0. They put runners on first and second with one out. To that point, Padres were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. The batter at the plate, Luis Campusano. 0 1 to Campusano.
3: Here's the pitch. Luis hits it hard on the ground through the right side, base hit. Corner being waved, Rounding third, on his way. He will score. RBI single Luis Campusano, And a 1-1 game here in the fourth. There's that
2: cash in. Later in the inning, Padres had runners on first and third with two outs. Dave Roberts went to right-hander Joe Kelly to replace Bobby Miller, who had thrown just 82
3: pitches. ha Kim at the plate. here's the pitch. Kim takes high, it goes to the backstop. Choi's racing home. He will score. Padres go ahead 2-1 here in the fourth inning without having to swing the bat.
2: So the Padres had a 2-1 to lead at the end of the fourth inning. Then you Darvish really settled in. A one 2 3 1-2-3-6th inning. Darvish was through six innings in just one run allowed on 71 pitches. Bottom of the sixth inning, Padres put runners on first and second with one out against Dodgers reliever Alex
3: Vessia. Trent Grisham stepped in. First pitch to Trent, hit on the ground, up the middle, and into right center for a base hit. Rounding third is Choi. He's on his way, and he's going to score. An RBI single for Trent Grisham. Padres a 3-1 lead here in the sixth. Padres led 3-1 as we went to the seventh
2: inning. David Peralta hit a leadoff double against Darvish. He was on third base with two men away for
3: James Outman. Runner on third, two outs. Pitch to Outman. Kind of sawed him off, and a bouncer towards Manny. All he could do is knock it down with his bare hand an infield single for outman as peralta comes in to score and it's a one-run game here in the seven
2: and that ball not hit hard at all it was lucky for outman and the dodgers it did score a run outman then stole second darvish induced a ground ball from Ahmed rosario to end the inning with the padres still leading Three to two. That was it for you on the night. Seven innings, two earned runs given up, five hits. He walked nobody, struck out for 82 pitches, 61 for strikes. A very, very good outing for you, Darvish. She was in line for the win. Padre still led just three to two, heading to the eighth inning. Robert Suarez entered. Kike Hernandez singled. Mookie Betts walked. Dodgers had runners on first and second, nobody out. Freddie Freeman hit a soft pop-up to shortstop that Xander Bogarts made a great play on, racing to his right, diving to catch it. That was out number one. Suarez then struck out Will Smith for out number two. Suarez then got ahead of David Peralta. The count went to one and two.
3: One and one to Peralta. Look back at Hernandez now The pitch and a swing and a miss. There's the changeup. One of the most engaged crowds of the season. Just under 43,000 in the building, many of them on their feet here in the top of the eighth. Two on and two out. Padres lead by one. One and two to David Peralta. Suarez delivers. And a ground ball fair up the third baseline. Hernandez going to come in and score to tie it. That's his motoring to third. He's going to be held there. An RBI double for David Peralta as the throw gets away temporarily on the infield suarez goes and get it no further advance and now 3-3 in the eighth inning so suarez like i said one strike
2: away from getting out of that inning peralta the rbi double like you just heard took us a little second to hear it there but that was the peralta rbi double and that made it a 3-3 game padres then walked jason hayward intentionally to load the bases robert suarez then got to a 3-2 count on chris taylor He walked Taylor. That brought in the go-ahead run. The Dodgers took a 4-3 lead. That was it for Robert Suarez. Tom Cosgrove entered. He faced pinch hitter J.D. Martinez. Cosgrove also had the count go to 3-2. He walked Martinez. Another run came in. That made it 5-3, L.A. Ahmed Rosario is next.
3: 5-3 Dodgers in the eighth. One and one to Rosario. The pitch hit hard on the ground down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Hayward has scored. Taylor has scored. Rojas will stop at third. It's a two-run single for Rosario. And just like that, 7-3 to three Los Angeles.
2: Just like that, indeed, a five-run eighth inning for the Dodgers on only three hits they took a 7-3 lead Padres would get one back in the bottom of the eighth inning on a Trent Grisham RBI single the Padres actually in the bottom of the eighth inning brought Fernando Tatis Jr. to the plate representing the tying run with a couple of runners on base but Tatis flew out to right field to end the inning so the Padres trailed seven of four as we went to the ninth inning the Dodgers got more they would score three runs in that ninth inning including an RBI double from Will Smith an RBI single from Chris Taylor. It was a three-run ninth inning, and the Dodgers took a 10-4 lead. In the ninth inning, well, Padres wouldn't go all that quietly. Juan Soto let off.
3: And now Phillips will come set. Here's the pitch. And Juan swings, hits it in the air to deep left field. Hernandez going back. He is at the wall, leaps up, going to go. Another home run for Juan Soto. That is his fourth in the last three games. And the Padres get one here in the ninth inning. It's 10-5. to So Juan
2: Soto continued to stay hot. Home run number 24 on the season for Juan Soto. But the next three batters would go down in order. And that was it. Final score, Dodgers 10, Padres 5. A final score that really is not indicative of what kind of game this was. Keep in mind, the Padres had a 3-1 to lead heading to the seventh inning. A 3-2 to lead heading to the eighth inning and the Dodgers end up winning it 10 to five as they take the opener of this four game series. Again, the Padres, well, tonight, not the night where they move back to 500. They drop to 54 and 56. LA improves to 63 and 45. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park and here's some post game reaction. Let's take a trip
1: down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource.
4: Bob, we've used the word frustrating a lot so far this year. I would imagine it applies again here tonight. Does it really come down to the bullpen having trouble throwing strikes when needed to? Yeah, and that's typically not like Robert. So... um, you know, we go seven innings, got Suarez and Hayter ready for the eighth and ninth, just couldn't get to the ninth. So unfortunately, a little bit of an off night for Robert. Threw a lot of pitches. You know, typically his command's a little bit better, just didn't have it tonight. Some trouble hitting with runners in scoring position yeah. early on, but all that being said, as you described, you was throwing great, and you've got the back end of your pen. You feel pretty good. Right, uh, I mean, still, I mean, could have helped out a little bit with some of the runners in scoring position, but, it, but again, you know, we get down to the last two innings and we have those guys fresh and ready to go. We feel like we're going to win the game. Your thoughts on you tonight? How he threw? Good, really good again. Had to work a little bit in the eighth, but didn't walk anybody. Typically, when he's not walking anybody, he's throwing the ball where he wants to, which he did all night. You know, seven innings was efficient with his pitches. Another really good game from him.
0: It was the Dodgers you were facing as you were watching. Two for 13 runners in scoring position the first six innings. Did you feel like that might come back and get you?
4: Well, you know, we felt like we were a little unlucky early on. Tatis's ball, you figure, has got a chance to go. Manny hits a ball in the, in the right center field gap with a guy on. That's another one that, you know, so you f- you're feeling a little unlucky at, at the beginning because we had some really good swings early on. Then it starts to catch up with you a little bit, but I thought our approach early on in the game was really good. Did you see
0: what the teams ahead of you in the wild card did, and does this feel like a missed opportunity?
4: Uh, I didn't. I'll look at that a little later.
0: When, When you guys... Have a chance to win, get within three games, get to 500, and, and you don't capitalize on it. How much of a missed opportunity
4: is that? Feel? It is, and, you know. It's another one of those games that we've been through this year that's been really frustrating, and we're right on the verge of getting somewhere we wanted to go. 500 would have been great today, beating these guys in the first game. You know, next thing you know, they got 10 runs on the board, so another another tough gut punch for us. But typically, we come out and respond the next day. With as efficient as Darvish was, was there any consideration to letting him go No, out? he had to work a little bit. In this. I mean, when we have Suarez and Hayter, you know, he just gave up a run in the eighth to make it, or excuse me, the seventh to make it three to two. We felt good about where we were going. At this point in the season, I, I know uh, you had those two
2: lefties up. Is there is there any consideration to going to Josh for Is that even a possibility right now, knowing how important these games are?
4: Uh, I don't I don't think we're there yet. And we and you know what, Robert's just come back. We always feel good about Robert.
3: The uh, intentional walk to Hayward after the 2 count benefit of hindsight you know robert's pretty wild that inning would you take no
4: no i just felt like it was a little better matchup 2-0 count compared to you know a fresh one on a righty righty
2: that was padres manager bob melvin from down by the clubhouse here at petco park following this 10-5 defeat Uh, To the L.A. Dodgers here tonight, Sam Levitt back with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. And you heard the words missed opportunity there. That's what this was here tonight. Now, this game won't show up as a one-run game, a one-or-two-run game. But make no mistake, this was a close game loss for the San Diego Padres. I mean, this is the kind of game, if we're being honest, that so many times they've struggled in. Right? It's a two run game heading to the seventh inning, one run game heading to the eighth inning. And so, again, you're not going to see this one pop up on the one run game column, which is six and 18 for the Padres this year. One or two run games, 19 and 32 on the year in that category. We've talked about the issues in close games all year and extra innings. I won't even start with that. But the bottom line is this game to me sort of falls right in that category and when you talk about missed opportunities yeah getting back to 500 is something this team has not done in a very very long time since mid-may and this was an opportunity to do that you heard uh the reference there to what the other teams in front of them did tonight everybody lost here tonight the Cubs the Diamondbacks the Marlins the Reds the Phillies the Giants everybody lost here today So it was an opportunity had the Padres hung on and won this game. They would have picked up a full game on everybody. They would have been three games out and back to 500. How different would you feel about about where they are uh, if they had done that? Not that one game defines this series or this weekend or the second half of the year. I'm not saying that. But the bottom line is the Padres, when they have opportunities to win games like this, they have to find a way. I know they're probably, and you heard questions about it towards the end about the eighth inning. Um, look, Suarez was one strike away from getting out of that inning. A good piece of hitting by Peralta, who hit an one hundred and one mile per hour fastball and hit it, you know, down the third baseline, and uh, it was a good piece of hitting by Peralta. Tied the game. Then the decision to walk Hayward. Um, you know look the risk you run there by walking hayward is exactly what happened and that is Suarez then walking the next batter taylor but i will tell you what and there may be people out there that disagree with me i didn't have a huge problem with walking hayward he hits righties way better than lefties i understand um i'm sorry he hit, let me let me uh he hits righties yeah i was saying it right he hits righties way better than lefties okay um I didn't have a problem with it in that spot. To me, yes, you run the risk of now you put yourself in a spot where you cannot walk that guy. You cannot make a mistake. You cannot hit him, or it brings in the run. But in that spot against the guy in Chris Taylor, who's batting two sixteen on the year, you know what? I mean, that's a spot where you've got to have a little trust in Robert Suarez, and Suarez did get ahead of him. I mean. It, you have to have a little trust there, and Suarez is one of your guys who's, who's going to be able to handle that situation. You know, if, if you're telling me, oh, well, I would have went to a lefty to face Hayward, I mean, look, I, I guess those are options. You heard the question about Hayter there. Bob Melvin says they're not at the point where they're going to use Hader for more than three outs. Um, you know, look, we haven't seen Hayter do that all year. It's not something he typically does, so I'm not going to assume he's going to do that right now unless it's a, an absolute – You know, an absolutely dire scenario. I'll just tell you about that eighth inning. I didn't have a huge problem with loading the bases there to face Taylor in that spot. I understand it creates the risk. I understand you might disagree with me on that. But to me, you're righty on righty against Taylor. Suarez is the guy that you have there to try to get out of that that situation. And let's be honest, it's not like it was, you know, he walks in the run. I get it but he also was really close to getting out of that inning with the Padres still ahead. You know, uh, you look back on that inning, um, the single by Hernandez, the walk to Betts, then gets Freeman and Smith. There are two outs and and he gets the two strikes on Peralta and the double and then the intentional walk and the walk to bring in the run, and then it just unraveled. Cosgrove comes in. Also gets through a three, two count, walks in another, and then the two run single by Rosario. And, and the thing really had fully unraveled by then. So it was an unfortunate eighth inning for this bullpen. And yeah, I mean, look, the, the bullpen did not get the job done here today in a, in a one run game. And they had it set up the way they wanted. Now you Darvish was very, very efficient. 82 pitches. Of course, there's always going to be the argument. You know, you could have thrown Darvish for one more. Again, I'm just being honest with you at the time, and I'm I'm not talking in hindsight here. I'm talking in how I felt about it at the time. I, to my to me, I, I said, okay, you've got a one-run lead. I don't have an issue with saying, hey, Suarez and Hayter, There are our, our one-two punch in the eighth and ninth, and Suarez has been, aside from the one home run he gave up, I mean, has been good so far since coming off the IL. I mean, these are the guys that, that you brought in. Suarez a guy you've paid a lot to, to come in in those spots against a good lineup. And by the way, you know, if you, if you leave Darvish out there for one more, that's facing Betts and Freeman potentially for, you know, a, a fourth time in this game. Again, it didn't work out, but I didn't have an enormous problem with what they did in the eighth inning. If you're Robert Suarez, you cannot walk taylor there you just can't and he did so that's a tough one it is um and again the final score not indicative of all uh, at all of uh what this game really was i mean it was a 3-2 game in the eighth inning and it ends up being a 10-5 dodger win so we'll continue to break it down i'm not sure if we're gonna have phone calls tonight or not i understand we may be having some issues with the uh with the phone lines tonight and uh, not lying about that we'll we'll try to see if uh <laughs> if we can get it sorted out. But I can guarantee you you can communicate with me on social media. Sammy Lev S A M M Y L E V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there S A M M Y L E V. If you want to get in, uh, involved there as well. Again, the final score Dodgers 10, Padres 5. We'll continue to talk about it when we come back on our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. <music> Our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network continues. Final score, Dodgers 10, Padres 5. A tough loss for the Padres in this series opener against L.A. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Petco Park is emptied out, but I'm still here with you. Another sold-out crowd here tonight, 42,930 the attendance here tonight. The forty-six sellout in 53 openings here in downtown San Diego. So great job by the fans who showed up. I'll tell you what, again, <laughs> the final score is so not indicative of really uh, what this ball game was here tonight. I, I really felt like it was a, a playoff. Tight atmosphere and tension you know in a close game 3-1-3-2 uh, in the eighth inning but uh, things sort of unraveling for the Padres bullpen as the Dodgers win it 10-5 again final totals for LA 10 runs 11 hits no errors for the Padres 5 runs 10 hits and no errors a lot to do we'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard again the unfortunate part of tonight's loss for the Padres is that everybody else in front of them in the wild card race uh did not win. The Braves beat the Cubs so the Cubs lost, Reds lost, Phillies lost, the Marlins lost, even the Brewers lost and they're right now leading the NL Central but depending on what happens between the Reds and the Brewers on any given day sometimes the sometimes the Brewers are in the wild card uh picture. You've got so all those teams losing uh, in front of the uh, Padres and the Giants. I said the Giants lost yesterday uh lost earlier. They did not lose. Giants didn't play today. Really weird. On a Friday, they did not play. But so the Giants didn't play. The Phillies, Reds, Marlins, and yeah, that's who lost. No, Diamondbacks lost too. So everybody lost. Cubs lost as well. So the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Reds, and Phillies all lost. And then the Giants did not play. So literally everybody in front of them, aside from San Francisco, who did not play, lost. It's a missed opportunity here tonight. It really was. And obviously uh, an opportunity for the Padres to get back to 500. And, you know, I I don't know how much you make of that. You know, the fact that they still can't get back, that it's been a problem for such a long time that every time they get close, they take a step back. Look, by the end of this weekend, you go win the next three, you're above 500, right? But, um, look, it's a mark they got to get to if, they want to accomplish what they want to accomplish the first step to that is getting to 500 and it's been a spot where they have not been in a while so missed opportunity here today no doubt about it in a variety of different ways one big time positive from this game the performance of you darvish let's tell you more about it
1: which pitcher was dealing today let's find out who's today's Ace Pitcher of the Game, brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Trinker and Weber to the Big Green Egg, all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware.
3: Ace is empty, two down. Darvish trying for a second straight 1-2-3 inning. Here's the 2-2 two, two to Smith, check swing, and strike three called. Darvish punches him out, and the inning is over. You, Darvish great in this
2: game certainly our ace pitcher of the game even in defeat seven innings two earned runs given up five hits walk nobody struck out for he was remarkably efficient 82 pitches 61 strikes and really aside from the home run given up to James Outman in the second and then in the seventh inning i mean look outman that was a weird swing and and ball off the bat of outman that just sort of dropped in where manny couldn't get it and it ends up being a very odd-looking RBI single to make it three to two. But aside from that, I mean, you Darvish was excellent in this game. And again, Padres hypothetically could have put him back out there for one more. I understand why they didn't. With Suarez and Hater, he got it set up there the way you'd want it in the very back end of your bullpen. But you Darvish was great in this game. He really, really was. Seven innings, two earned runs given up. But unfortunately, Darvish takes a no decision here tonight. But, hey, good to see from you. And I suppose two straight really, really, really good outings for you, Darvish. The six scoreless innings against Texas last weekend and uh, against this lineup, the Dodgers here today, seven innings and two runs given up. All right, when we come back, we'll dive a little bit deeper into the offense because for as much as the final two innings and the eighth inning in particular – is where this game turned the Padres had had a lot of opportunities and they did not cash in keep in mind heading into that eighth inning they only had three runs and quite frankly they had many many more opportunities uh to score more than that so we'll dive into that uh we'll see if we can get the phone lines going 833 we're still working on it I know we have some people on hold but we're working on uh uh, on seeing if we can uh, get them going here tonight for you, and if you want to get involved on social media, you can do that. Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S A M M Y L E V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev, there, S A M M Y L E V. Let me know what you're thinking on this Friday night after the Padres fall ten-five to the Dodgers in these uh, in this series opener of a four-game set. Our post-game show here at Petco Park continues when we come back right here on the Padres Radio Network.
3: pitch and in the air to deep right center Fernando back into the gap on the warning track reaches up and makes the catch oh boy we are seeing some outfield defense here tonight gonna hang a star for Fernando Tatis Jr. who just took away extra bases from Mookie Betts
2: Fernando Tatis Jr., an excellent play in the third inning. Hang a star indeed. Great job by Fernando racing back into his right on a ball hit in the gap by Mookie Betts, and he made one heck of a catch to take extra bases away from Betts. That was after earlier in the game in the first inning, Fernando had a home run stolen from him by James Outman in center. Great play by Outman. There was a lot of good outfield defense, especially early in this game. But even with all that, Padres fall 10-5 to the L.A. Dodgers in this series opener at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. As we wrap this one up, we'll get some of your phone calls, I believe, coming up here in just a couple of minutes i do think we have uh, the phone line somewhat sorted out here so we'll get to your phone calls here in just a moment first let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut it's time for the relief pitcher of the game
1: in support of the jacobs and Cushman san diego food bank providing food assistance to local children families and seniors in need to get help or give help visit san diego
2: well we have to go with a Dodger reliever because you can't really give it to a Padre reliever here tonight with the way things played out in the eighth and ninth inning. We'll give it to Dodger reliever Ryan Brazier. Brazier, I should say. A scoreless seventh inning. He faced Soto, Machado, and Bogarts and got them all. One, two, three. Really good seventh inning. And uh, you look at uh, what Vesey did. He struggled a bit. Ferguson gave up a run. Phillips charged with a run. The Soto home run in the ninth inning. So, to me, it's uh, Ryan Brazier who came in for that seventh inning. And keep in mind, you know, if you think about that seventh inning, Padres at that point leading three to two, you really felt like they could use insurance and they never got it. And that was part of the problem here tonight, it was. And I said I would kind of dive into the offense here, and I'll do that in a moment. But, uh, you know, again, uh, just to wrap up the relief pitcher of the game, the 1-2-3 the, uh, inning with Soto Machado and Bogarts will give it to uh, that Dodger reliever. Here was a problem from tonight's game. The, the issues with runners in scoring position, 3-for-16 total, many of those opportunities came in the seventh inning or earlier some of those opportunities came when the, the game I don't want to say it was out of reach in the eighth inning but the Padres at that point are already trailing by four the Padres before the Camposano RBI single in the fourth inning were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position so they had opportunities early to take a lead to build on a lead they had opportunities I mean you can look at it they had the, the leadoff man on and each of the first four innings, even in the fifth inning, ended up having runners on first and second with one out. Bogarts grounds into an inning-ending double play. They did score a run in the sixth inning, but they still had runners on first and second with one out. and Tatis are retired. There were real opportunities for the Padres to add on, and I'm not saying that means it you know, ends up where the bullpen still doesn't have trouble. Who knows? But you probably have more than a two-run lead. You probably have extra cushion for your bullpen and for you, Darvish, in the later innings there. They had some real opportunities to add on and score way more than three runs in the first seven innings of this game they did. They want to combine three for 16 with runners in scoring position. They left one on in the first inning, two on in the second inning, one in the third, two in the fourth inning, one in the fifth inning, two in the sixth inning, That's a lot of guys left on base. It really is. So there were missed opportunities offensively, and they didn't get much from Fernando. Now, again, Fernando had a home run taken away from him. So, you know, he was very close to having a a much better day. But he was 0 for 5. Juan Soto had the late home run. But before that, he was 0 for 3 with a walk. Machado, 1 for 5. Uh, Manny had a single in the fifth inning. That was it. Xander Bogarts did have a couple of early hits, but like I said, the double play he hit into with Joe Kelly on the mound in the fifth inning, that was a big one. And, uh, you know, again, they didn't cash in when they had opportunities. That's been, as we know, an issue all year, and uh, it was an issue here tonight, and it is part of the story. Now, obviously, everything I think gets a little bit overshadowed by what happened with the bullpen, but the offense. Uh, not finding ways to uh, score more runs and add on to that lead and, and break the game open more, that's a big story in this game, no doubt. All right, before we get to some of your phone calls, let's tell you about our player of the game.
1: Which player had the biggest
2: impact on today's game?
1: Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit ValleyViewCasino.com today.
2: Our player of the game, well, we go with an L.A. Dodger, unfortunately, and I think it's got to be David Peralta. I mean, that double in the eighth inning that was the biggest hit of this game it was i mean in that spot i want to check the count i think it was one and two suarez was ahead of him let me just double check this i think it was one and two definitely two strike yeah one and two and at that point it's one and two runners on first and second base a 3-2 Padre lead. I mean, if Suarez gets out of that, I think there's a very, very good shot the Padres win this game with Hader waiting for the ninth inning and not having to face the top of the order. But Peralta on an 101-mile-per-hour sinker. I mean, I'm going back and watching this from the, the, the uh, television broadcast. I mean, a pitch low in the zone, and it was a good piece of hitting. Manny not playing towards the line and hit it you know, towards that third baseline. Got the job done. Great piece of hitting by Peralta. To me, that's why he's player of the game. He doesn't deliver there. I I think we're looking at a very different outcome in this game, I do. And it opened up the rest of that eighth inning for that whole two-out rally. So Peralta, for that base hit, how big it was at that time, and the pitchy hit against Suarez, who after giving up a single and a walk, really seemed to be finding his rhythm by getting Freeman and Smith and then got ahead of Peralta, 1-2. and two. That was that was the hit of the game for the Dodgers, no doubt. David Peralta for that hit. He'll be our player of the game here today. Unfortunately, you know, it pains me to give it to an L.A. Dodger here on the Padres Radio Network. But sometimes we've got to do that when the game uh, plays out the way it did. All right, let's squeeze in some phone calls here. 833-288-0973. Let's lead things off with Gonzo in Ocean Beach, who I met this morning at uh, Alesmith Brewing. Uh, I was there this morning, met Gonzo for the first time. Gonzo, talk to you in the morning. Now I talk to you in the evening. How are you?
0: I'm doing alright, right, Sammy. You made it. That's probably like 14 hours for you.
2: <laughs> I know. Gonzo, you saw me, what was that? I was like 9.30, 10 a.m. yesterday. I'm still going strong uh, here as we approach 11 p.m.
0: That's true. But you know what? Hey, the Dodgers, hey, they... They beat us. They beat us. We couldn't come through when we needed to. But you know what? Tomorrow's another day. And we have to put this thing behind us because we still have a chance. And I know you believe yeah. that as well. Uh, we just have to figure it out tomorrow. Hop on him. still went to the floor. Grisham still had a couple, you know. Everyone yeah. needs to come together. And we're going to do it as as a team, as a unit, you know.
2: Yeah, Gonzo. Look, I I think it's a good point. Um, let let's and thank you for the call, Gonzo. Great meeting you earlier today. I mean, let's just zoom out a, a little bit here because I know, you know, it it feels like another really really tough loss, and it is. I can't you know I can't get around that. Um, they continue to struggle against the Dodgers. Keep in mind, since winning the Friday night game the one where Tatis had the couple of home runs. Since winning that game to open up the season series against the Dodgers, the Padres have now lost six in a row. They la- they lost the final two games that series. They lost three in LA. Then they didn't see the Dodgers from May until now and they lost the first one here tonight. So they are now one in six against the Dodgers this season. They've lost six in a row to them and Yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to beat them this weekend at least a couple of times to to make this series one that's, you know, not really, really bad. Um, I understand it's a really tough loss. I would hope, suggest that people can have a little perspective and zoom out a little bit. I know these games are really important, okay? You don't have to tell me with where they are. And, you know, they've got to pick up ground. Any day they can pick up ground. I get it. But at the same time, Um, Look, they've played better baseball, and the one thing that we've said this team does do is that when they have really, really tough losses, they tend to bounce back. They tend to not let it spiral, okay? There was, you know, the road trip to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati where it felt a little spirally, but there have not been tons of points this season where it felt like they were letting it spiral away. Um, I hope they do that tomorrow. You know, I, I hope they can bounce back tomorrow um you know again i'm just giving you what they some of the numbers entering today they had won five of six they had won six of eight they were 17 and 10 since july 1st so this is a team that has played since the start of july better baseball okay could have been even better because we know some of these games they they had a very good chance to win like the one here today this was an extremely winnable game a game they had a, a game the dodgers stole but you hope they bounce back tomorrow, and, uh, you know, let's let's see. Um, I don't think this necessarily has to define this series. Um, you hope it doesn't, but there's no doubt they've had trouble with this Dodger team uh, here this season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, once again, here in the regular season, even after what happened in the NLDS a year ago. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing today? I'm doing all right.
0: That's good. Yeah, well, I know we lost here, but um, it really is a very disappointing loss, obviously. Uh Um, It seems like kind of the story of the year where they find, you know, yet another way to lose one of these razor-thin games. Uh Um, I got three quick thoughts here that have really kind of become themes for our season. First, you already mentioned it, terrible clutch hitting, three for 16 or whatever it was. I, I just, you know, see this over and over. Second, As much as I love Mel, I'm just not really thrilled this year with his bullpen management. And I know you mentioned this earlier, kind of Mm -hmm. defending why you was sent back out there. And and I understand that Juarez is our guy for the eighth inning. But with you, with such a low pitch count and with him dominating like he was, I I was really kind of shocked that he wasn't back out there for the eighth. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I I hate to say this, but I really do believe this is true. It's just bad luck, you know, like. With Toddy being robbed in the first of that uh, that home run, that was uh, kind of here we go again, you know. And um, the only thing I can say, Sammy, thank God we've got a fantastic owner who's not afraid to spend. We got a fantastic ballpark. We're competitive in August. Those are the things I'm going to look forward to. So those are my yeah. thoughts, Sammy.
2: Yeah, Don, and thank you. Appreciate the call, Don. Uh, as always, I mean, um, you know, look, yeah, it feels like another one of those really unlucky losses you know that's razor thin the the margin for error um you know Peralta gets a good piece of wood on a 101 mile per hour fastball from Suarez with two strikes on him you know Outman to make it three to two has this weird looking little pop-up that somehow you know drops just where you know where no Padre is to make it three to two um you know, look, I, I understand what you're saying with Darvish, um, 82 pitches. He certainly could have went back out for one more with where that pitch count is. You know, what I was saying earlier, and I don't even know if I was defending it per se, but I I, I understood it. You know, I understood it. Like, you've got a one-run game. You've got the back-end guys in your bullpen lined up fresh. Um, I didn't hate it. I mean, I, I really didn't disagree with it at the time, and especially, you know, with Betts and Freeman coming up for a fourth time against Darvish. I, I understood it, I guess is my point. I understood the thinking of going to, to Suarez and Hader there. You have your one-two punch in the back end. Um, it didn't work out, and look, you know, again, sometimes this stuff, I, I, I know that it's, it's very easy to look at the manager and... Look at the decisions, but, hey, I mean, the players got to gotta do their jobs as well. I mean, you know, Suarez, you know, again, one-two pitch, I thought it was a good piece of hitting by Peralta, but, hey, I mean, you know, we can talk about the intentional walk and, and all that, but he can't walk Chris Taylor with the bases loaded after he gets ahead of him. You can't, you know, and same with Tom Cosgrove. That's a spot where you can't walk a guy, and they did. So it created that very little margin for error. I understand that, but – you know, I, I just, in the moment, I understood the thinking here tonight with, with the way kind of that eighth inning uh, was managed. Let's go to Vincent in Santee. Hi, Vincent. Good evening, Sammy. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. A couple
5: of opinions and a question if there's time left. Uh, mm-hmm. First opinion, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really uh, a positive and enthusiastic Padre fan, but I'm getting mm-hmm. very disappointed of late. Uh, we, we were told last year that if we you know, bought season tickets uh, to support that big payroll we just got with all these superstars and people whose names are recognized, even by casual fans, that we've ha- we'd have a, a winning team. And we've spent most of the season in fourth place in our division. And, uh, you know, to quote Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda, disappointed. That's opinion number one. Number two. I think Bowmel is a nice guy, but he's too nice. He needs to have a closed-door meeting and air out the clubhouse, air it out, and and, uh, and, and kick some tail. Uh, and those are my two comments. And uh, I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. Why is it that we are expected to go to streaming services to watch Padre games when we've got a perfectly good uh, flagship channel and, uh, and Channel 4 uh, Cox for the games? Uh, some of us in this house are not real technically – uh savvy and it took forever to get um uh, a game on on apple tv plus and then another game on peacock why is this happening it, it, it's a pain in the neck and, and i'd like all of our games to just be left on our cable channel so those are my comments and my question and i'll be very happy to uh listen off the air all
2: right benson appreciate the call i mean um Look, your question on the on the the TV. I, I mean, look, I'm on the radio side of things here, and those decisions are, are well above me. Um, you know, look, the only thing I can say about it is, um, you know, obviously there were some changes on the TV side with uh, with Bali and and everything that happened there, and and, and all that. And I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think all things considered, they've they've you know done a pretty nice job making it, you know. You know, whether it's on the the cable channels or, uh, you know, on the streaming of trying to make it available for people. Look, as far as, you know, I know there was the series, uh, where was it? Was it uh, Detroit, where you had one game on, you know, normal Padres television. You had one game on Apple TV. You had one game on Peacock. Uh, Look, I I get it. It's it's a lot. Um, I don't have a great answer for you, Vincent. Um, I mean, that's, these are the deals that, uh, you know, Major League Baseball agrees to and, um you know and how they divvy up the the rights things like that but uh, unfortunately vincent that that doesn't have much to do with us here on the radio side and and certainly doesn't have to do with me um so uh look I, I hope you you find it easy to 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 watch and you know and listen and um certainly if you have questions about listening on the radio side or the streaming things like that i could probably answer it better for you but um, I don't have a great answer for you uh, as far as uh, TV, things like that. I, I don't. That That's uh, well above my head. Um, you know, and just as far as your frustration uh, with where the team's at, look, where they are is not a spot where we thought they would be, right? I mean, none of us thought, hoped that they would be 54 and 56 here on August 4th and we'd be kind of crossing our fingers and... and you know, pulling and hoping that they could, you know, grab one of these wild card spots, which is attainable, no doubt about it, um, at this point. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of hoped and and thought that there was a real chance come August fourth, come this series against the Dodgers, that these two teams would be neck and neck in the division. It has not worked out that way, and um, the Padres, it's been a an, an underwhelming season. You know, it has not been what. You drew up. I mean, there's no way around that. Uh, it still has an opportunity to be a, a good finish and get in. And then once you get in the dance, let's see what happens. You never know. I mean, I you know we've talked about it a lot. I think if this team can get in, I think it's a team that nobody's going to want to face with their pitching and with their bats and with the back end guys of their bullpen. But you know, Vincent, there's there's no way around that. It has not been the year you drew up. I mean, you you hope, you thought that they would be neck and neck with the Dodgers right now in the NL West, that series like this would would be series that would help decide the division. You know, not series where the Padres are trying to get, you know, get a wild card spot. So um i understand the frustration out there i have all year if you've listened to me here on the post game all year and vince uh, Vincent, i i hope you can figure out the tv stuff I, I don't have great answers for you i know it can get complicated i do i i deal with the same stuff you know when we're sitting in the studio and you know trying to put the game on so we can see what's going on while while listening on the radio as well and uh yeah it's it's a lot so i i understand what you're saying uh before we continue on let's pause for station id on the padres radio network KWFNFM and kwfn one San Diego. This is Tim Hill. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam it with you here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. We'll step aside, take a break, squeeze in a couple more phone calls when we come back. Also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard play of the game. Wrap it up from Petco Park. After this, again, the final score, Dodgers 10, Padres 5. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Dodgers 10, Padres 5. Padres had a 3-1 lead, a 3-2 lead in the eighth inning. Could not find a way to close this one out as the Dodgers end up scoring five runs in the eighth inning. Padres were one strike away from getting out of that eighth inning with a 3-2 lead, but it just totally went the other way as the Dodgers score five in the eighth inning. Three in the ninth inning, uh, those against Scott Barlow, who had a much tougher second appearance as a Padre than a first appearance. But uh, at that point, the Padres were already down by uh, three runs. And uh, the Padres offensively, like we've been saying, disappointing night with runners in scoring position. Three for 16, all of it part of the story here tonight you Darvish a massive bright spot in this game seven innings two earned runs given up but uh, like uh, it has on many occasions a quality start by the Padres uh, wasted here tonight uh, that's something that can't happen many more times this season when you get the kind of start uh, the Padres got from you Darvish and of course today did not start with great news uh, to say the least uh, the Padres and A.J. Preller announcing before the game and we covered it extensively on the pregame we heard from joe musgrove and aj Preller about it but so uh, the padres placing joe musgrove on the 15 day IL with a right shoulder capsule uh, inflammation issue and the plan right now for joe is he is shut down for three weeks uh, he will not do anything for three weeks and they'll reevaluate him after three weeks uh, it's not something that Uh, A.J. Preller said they believe is uh, surgical right now or or he needs something surgical uh, and it is something uh, where they do believe he's going to pitch again this season Uh, but he is shut down for three weeks so you will not see Joe Musgrove for a while here it's going to be at least a month you would think Um, but the goal as Joe said you know earlier in the clubhouse and as uh, his teammates said in the clubhouse earlier today you hope and the goal I guess has to be that uh, he's ready to go come at some point in September and hopefully into the postseason as well, and he's uh, fully healthy and ready to go. But uh, after imaging was done, uh, when the the team uh, got back to San Diego, uh, unfortunately Joe Musgrove uh, was uh, uh, diagnosed with uh, that issue, the inflammation with the right shoulder capsule, and he is shut down for three weeks. So the day did not start out great. The afternoon did not start great. And then the Padres, you thought, had a really good chance to win this game and they did. It was very winnable. They could not do it as they fall ten to five. All right, before we get to the out of town scoreboard play of the game, wrap it up. Let's squeeze in one more phone call. Let's go to Andrew calling in from Bonita. Hi Andrew, you're on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you?
6: Hey, Sammy's uh for Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, oh sorry. Uh first time mm-hmm. caller here. Uh mm-hmm. tough game today. Uh, you know, I feel like the Padres could have got out to the lead really quick. Uh, they left runners scoring position, you know, that uh, first first inning getting robbed. Uh, Fernando Tatis and then Machado hit a hard one. Could have got out to a better start, um, but we didn't recover from that. Seems like to be the story of the, you know, Padres history of this year. Um, I just, you know, I just wonder when are these guys going to just kind like, you know, regroup and realize like they were in the NLC after. NLCS last year and get back to where they should be you know I mean the Braves are really good right now but the Padres were there last year I feel like they got that team to be right back there and they're just not there uh what is going to elevate them to get back into that um they've been losing a lot of close games and uh Mm -hmm. you know they just got to get that uh championship mentality again of where they were last year so what do you think about that?
2: Well, look, uh, Andrew, and appreciate the call. I mean, look, uh, you know, if you just want to look at the Dodger part of it, I mean, losing six in a row now to the Dodgers, it, it certainly does not look like, uh, you know, a team that, that beat them in the NLDS last year. Unfortunately, the problems with this Dodger team in the regular season, I mean, it's picked up right where it left off from a year ago. It, it almost feels like the NLDS didn't happen. And I hate to say that, but when you're one and six against them and, and you've now lost six in a row against them um, – That's just kind of is what it is. Now, they do have an opportunity the rest of this series to bounce back, and maybe they will. They've they've shown the ability to do that throughout this year when they have these really tough losses. But, look, there were elements to this game, really two of them, that, yeah, are, are the same issues we've seen throughout the year when this team does not win games. Issues with runners in scoring position, not cashing in when they have opportunities, that's one. And just sort of in close games, finding ways to lose them. I mean, look, again, this will not fall in the close game category. It's not going to fall in the one-run game category where they're 6-18. I get that. But keep in mind, it was a 3-2 game in the eighth inning. So it really kind of was a one-run game in a sense. Um, You know, and uh, they, they – couldn't find a way to do it. Suarez struggles in the eighth inning. Um, look, we, we dove into the decisions there, uh, you know, to, to intentionally walk Hayward again. I, I understood the thinking there to not have Darvish come back out for the eighth inning. I understood it, I, and I understand if you don't. I'm just, you know, and I've said it throughout here, I, I understood the thinking there. Um, you know, Suarez threw a lot of pitches, 33. I mean, look, at some point there, you could go to somebody else. You could bring in a lefty to face Hayward. You know, if you don't want Suarez to face him, it's not what they did. And it didn't work out. I mean, they intentionally walked him. It left no room for error. But at the same time, you know, if you're Robert Suarez, I mean, that's a guy you trust, you know, in a spot there to to get a big out and get you to the bottom of the eighth inning tied. And he couldn't do it against, you know, it's not, it's not Mookie Betts up there. It was Chris Taylor. So, again, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of discussion about that eighth inning, and rightfully so with the way it all turned out. But I just think, you know, hindsight's hindsight's twenty twenty, And I would just ask you this, and we, I, I'm surprised, really, aside from uh, Don calling in uh, you know, last segment, we really haven't had anybody kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, talk about how that went in the eighth inning. But here's what I would ask you, if you didn't like the intentional walk. And again, that's fine. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm not even necessarily disagreeing because it didn't play out well. But I I would just ask you this. So if they don't intentionally walk Hayward and they pitch to him and he hits a single and it gives the Dodgers a lead. Okay, has a base hit, hit something hard. I'm I'm just saying you can't then say well they should have walked him because they did walk him. So again, the, you know, I just find this stuff, you know, it's easy to look back in the moment if Suarez finishes Taylor there, strikes him out, whatever, and gets out of it, and you're like, all right, that worked. Didn't have to face the righty on lefty and Hayward, and I understand Hayward struggled. Again, I, I think hindsight's really easy to to look at this stuff. And, you know, I I, I was thinking along with, with, you know, with Bob Melvin there, and I, again, just in the moment, I, I didn't have a huge issue with it. With the walk, um, with going to Suarez, I understand Darvish was at 82 pitches, but you did have it set up in the back end the way you wanted And it didn't work. You know, they they were not able to execute it and and get it to Hayter in the ninth inning. I mean, that's the guy we've all, Suarez is the guy we've all, you know, waited for, for for exactly this spot. And it didn't work out here tonight. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. (laughs) Let's go around Major League
1: Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
2: Everything has gone final in the major leagues. And here are the scores around the majors. Braves beat the Cubs 8-0 at Wrigley Field earlier today. Rays blanked the Tigers earlier in Detroit, 8-0. Nationals over the Reds, 6-3. Lane Thomas, a couple of home runs in that game for Washington. Astros beat the Yankees, 7-3 in New York. Jordan Alvarez, a home run in that one off. Luis Severino had another rough start uh, for uh, the Yankees in that game. Royals beat the Phillies, 7-5 to in Philadelphia. The Royals have won seven in a row. Seven in a row for the Kansas City Royals. Padres haven't won four in a row this year. It just makes that that note about the Padres this year that much more mind-blowing. Royals win it 7-5 over the Phillies. uh, Orioles beat the Mets 10-3 in Baltimore. Mets are really struggling now. They are uh, 50-59 now on the season as uh, they've sort of spiraled after the trades here. Orioles beat them 10-3. Guardians beat the White Sox 4-2 in Cleveland, Andre Jimenez, a two-run home run in that game. Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 7-3 at Fenway Park. Rangers beat the Marlins 6-2 to in Arlington. Adolis Garcia hit a couple of solo home runs in that game. Twins beat the Diamondbacks 3-2 in Minnesota. Twins hit three home runs in that game to go on and beat Arizona. Pirates beat the Brewers 8-4 in Milwaukee. You know who hit a three-run home run in that game for Pittsburgh. Alfonso Rivas, part of the Rich Hill G-Man Choi trade, the former Padre. Rivas, three-run home run. Pirates beat the Brewers 8-4. to Rockies beat the Cardinals 9-4 to in St. Louis. It was the Mariners over the Angels 9-7 to in Anaheim. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday evening. Now let's hear our play of the game.
1: What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game, presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration, because we know how.
3: One and two to David Peralta. Suarez delivers, and a ground ball fair up the third baseline. Hernandez is going to come in and score to tie it. That's his motoring to third. He's going to be held there. An RBI double for David Peralta as the throw gets away temporarily on the infield. Suarez goes and get it. No further advance. And now 3-3 in the eighth inning.
2: That was our play of the game, the game-sign double in the eighth inning by David Peralta against Robert Suarez two strikes on him and if Suarez gets Peralta there I I mean I think it's pretty safe to say this is likely a very different scenario we're in here tonight with Hader looming in the ninth inning not having to face the middle part of the lineup I'll take my chances that Hader's gonna, gonna protect that one run lead at minimum assuming the Padres don't get more so look that base hit by Peralta we've said it I mean that Changed the game. It tied it. It opened up that entire eighth inning. It set up the intentional walk to Hayward, and then the bases loaded walks to Taylor and Martinez. That was the swing and moment of this game where it turned. Was that base hit by Peralta? It was an an 101-mile-per-hour fastball by Robert Suarez. And he hit it where nobody was. Good piece of hitting the other way. Tied the game at three, and uh, there it went as the Dodgers win it ten to five so unfortunately here tonight with many of our nightly awards we've uh, had to go the way of the dodgers here but kind of worked out that way uh here today as uh, the padres fall in this series opener i'm trying to before we get off here i'm trying to um, clarify what the uh, pitching situation is tomorrow for the dodgers because right now their tbd officially right now tomorrow on the mound for the Padres it is left-hander Blake Snell I'm just scrolling through Twitter here to see if any Dodger writer has put anything out I don't see it so right now the Dodgers are TBD for tomorrow in the pitching department it will be Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres on Saturday tomorrow first pitch tomorrow at 540 And our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 440 quickly. The pitching matchup on Sunday, it'll be Rich Hill on the mound for San Diego, Lance Lynn on the mound for LA, and then Monday, Seth Lugo on the mound for San Diego, Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. But again, tomorrow, right now, it is still TBD to be determined for the Dodgers. And a quick scroll here through some of our uh, Dodger writer friends. I, I don't see any update here, so I'm not sure if Dave Roberts said it after the game or not. To be honest with you, I've not seen it. I was not down there, obviously. But uh, we'll get you all up to speed on who's pitching for the Dodgers tomorrow. Stay tuned to uh, Padres.com social media for all that as well. Again, first pitch tomorrow, 540. Pre-game start time at 440. Taking a look at the final totals here today for the Dodgers. Ten runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on six. For the Padres, five runs, 10 hits, no errors. They left on ten. Winning pitcher Ryan Brazier, who improves to 3-0, Robert Suarez takes the loss. He drops to one and one time of game, three hours, 14 minutes and the crowd here at Petco park, 42,930 the 46th sellout here in 2023 in downtown San Diego. As always, if you missed any of our post game show, you can listen back to all of it on the inside San Diego baseball podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. For our studio coordinator back in our 97.3, the fan headquarters Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the L.A. Dodgers 10 and the San Diego Padres 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Petco Park right here on the Padres Radio Network.